Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Geek Out Nerd Rage. I'm Rob, and I'm joined this week by Josh. Hello. And William. Hi there. And I honestly don't know what episode number this is because it has been a very long time since we have done this. I think it's probably been not more than two months. It has not been two months. I will give us that. But it has been quite some time. When you do a weekly podcast, two months is a long time. <laughs> I, I, would agree. I, I could look up. I kind of want to go to geekoutnerdrage.com where you can find our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. I can't. I can't. I can't do that with a straight good face. Self-promotion there. Well done. It's almost. I as can good tell as you saying, what. Go to YouTube.com. Okay. I, 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 I lied. Um, it's oh, no. it's almost. <laughs> it's actually been more than two months. Oh wow! It's, it, our last episode was posted on December seventh. Really? Yeah. Really. Yeah. Well, yeah. all right. There we go. All right, and it was and, episode one hundred and nineteen. So today on this. First of March. <laughs> this auspicious occasion. This auspicious <laughs> occasion. We embark on the 120th episode of Geek Out Nerd Rage. It's, it's been a eventful few months. Uh, yeah. I, I think that everyone has had a lot going on. Josh, you switched to a new job, I think. Yes, I have. In that time frame. Uh, William yep. did not switch to a new job. I finished school. Uh, finished well, school. Technically. Technically? Te- what's technically. that mean? It what's, means what's, I'm being held hostage by a transfer credit. So you might be going back? No. You're not? No. At least not no, in no. the near future. I, no, you, I, I'm, you, I'm you not, might go back for another degree I, I'm, or something. I'm going to beat Pitt over the head until it gives me my degree. Oh, and well, that's, that's good. Then I might go for a master's um, you, somewhere. Say Probably that. somewhere else. <laughs> or, or a doctorate. I don't know. <laughs> Not that's, for a couple of years. That's just um, how I'm our gonna, family I'm, is, though. Yeah. Our family just. I'm gonna get a job first, though. <laughs> we collect degrees. <laughs> Another job. That's what we do. I, I just I I don't think Will would be happy unless he could complain about homework and being tired because of yeah, classes. Yeah, but if I w- if I was in a <laughs> master's program, then I could complain about the stupid undergrads who don't know how to do the homework. So it's slightly different. And then you could also complain about. Your paper, you have to write your... Yeah, uh, I'll be like, can't the professor see that I have to grade all of these kids' homeworks? <laughs> I don't have time to write my own. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, but in that time frame, uh, with the last episode at least, I did edit it live on my Twitch channel. It's true. Twitch.tv slash RSS. Again. I, I was going to say, it's now RSS now. Yes, since, it is, it uh, is now. Since, since working, it used to be the RSS feed. It, 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 has, it has morphed. This is yeah. true. It was a lot of fun actually editing it live, so I'll be editing this one live again. That'll be really meta when I'm doing it. It'll be fun. It no, might, I was watching. We might even it. record the next one. It was actually funny because I was watching him edit it and I was commenting, and people were like in the chat talking. So it's like I'm listening to myself talk and Rob's editing it, and then people are asking questions about the podcast and the situation, the you know the mm-hmm. whole thing. So it's almost like a director's commentary well, <laughs> was th- going on. And that's actually what I what I liked about it was I got to talk about my process and about why I make the decisions I make and why the podcast sounds the way that it's it like, sounds. It's like Will was really dumb here, so we just cut that out entirely. <laughs> We're just going to cut all of Will's dialogue no, out it, here. It was, You'll it notice it's two tracks for out, throughout the entire recording. There's a reason for that. Honestly, more... Well, William's really quiet here, so this is what I'm going to do to try and fix that. And it kind of worked. It, I think I, it I actually found it well. I found it more interesting to, to see how you manipulated the audio tracks before, like the full audio track, so the mm. sound of like the the baritone and you know like the bass of the, the actual, sound was the EQ different. Balancing. Yeah, I mm-hmm. thought that was interesting because I never bothered doing that when I edit podcasts. I'm usually just like taking out the coughs and taking out the you know the peaks and the valleys stuff like that. But I had never bothered to do that before. Yeah, it, it's all about finding. So for each person, you have a natural resonance point for where your voice sounds the best. Um, For guys, it's usually around, I want to say the 2000, is that right? I believe Roughly around the 2000 mark. I I do it all automatically now. Yeah. um, Okay, cool. Just Mm -hmm. tracking. Um, Or no, it's 200 and 2000. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Low end, high end. Um, And so you actually bump up a little bit of the low end. You 
drop down a little bit at the high end, and that actually makes the voice sound a lot fuller, a lot richer, and not as nasal, which is something that I personally dislike. So it's just a little thing that you can do to add that little bit of fullness to the, the tracks themselves, which is really cool. cool. But it's not something that everyone does, and I understand that. That's okay. <laughs> so... I'll, I'll make you feel better and say I could totally tell the difference listening yes. to the audio before and after. Victory um, is mine. Now, two. if I'm telling the truth, I'm not going to tell you. But uh, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> um, speaking of the way we record this, uh, we also talked about off air that I think we should probably you know just mention mm-hmm. we might be moving the show on to Twitch yes. uh, and Which doing would live be recordings. Really weird because you're talking about interacting with the people watching or listening or. But would yes, uh, yes. And I was thinking about how we would interact with them, and it's not as easy to do that because you know if I were to start typing on my keyboard, which I'm not going to because it'd be really obnoxious and Rob would hate me. I would. It's um, true. <laughs> it's you know I have a mechanical keyboard. Rob has a mechanical keyboard. Josh, I don't remember what kind of keyboard you have. Well, when I do I, not have a mechanical keyboard. But even when that I, would make record, some noise. I record on my Mac, and my Mac does not have a All right. Keyboard. Well, I have a super loud keyboard, mm-hmm. and I would not be able to chat with people. So maybe, like, on my phone I could, but it'd be sort of weird. You well, know? And, and that's where I think having a potentially, like, even just a question and answer session. Like, if somebody from the chat is like, hey, there's this topic. Do you guys know anything about it? Are you interested in it? What do you think about mm-hmm. it? I think that there there could be points within the podcast where we do things like that, like that as well. Um, and then we could even upload the Q&A sessions on the YouTube page yeah. as highlights so that we've got, you know, the main podcast recording on the podcast page where it lives and then we've got that sort of extra content. Yeah, so yeah. There's, there's still a lot that you can do with it. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, there's also a talk show portion of the site which mm-hmm. is more geared towards doing stuff like this. So there, there's still, there are ways to do things. And, I, and I need to close our, our, our uh, web page because Josh, your face is just staring at me and it's, it's creeping me out. <laughs> well, and, and you're, you're staring at me. Giving me my, soul. That, that giving my, my dreamy eyes. Okay. <laughs> That's two years old now, isn't it? It's older than that. Two plus, it's two plus. Three years old now. Yeah, oh boy. Three old. Yeah. We oh are, boy. we're in the third year of the podcast. And I I have a beard now, so I still don't. I mean, you've got <laughs> Josh still does. You've got some scraggle. I'm yes. bigger. You're bigger. You are. <laughs> you have been working out. Like it is noticeable. I think I'm like working. 15 pounds heavier than what I was in that picture. Holy crap! Actually, yeah, I just pulled up the picture, and <laughs> no no joke, Will looks like. 20 years younger in the picture like i don't know oh, 20 <laughs> so i'm so i'm like 40 now yes give or take you know 10 uh. years um <laughs> well no like you legitimately have been working out and getting in better shape and you look you looked thin in that photo like legitimately thin i mean there was a reason actually, why people asked if i had like cancer or whatever it's true I, but I was gonna say that, but I, I definitely have like muscles and things like that. You might I, I actually don't. have more of a tan as well, just so you know. Which is weird because I don't go out any more than I used to. I mean, except I maybe know. going to work. He he does go to work, uh, which it's a good it's thing. It's like twenty minutes outside. Yeah, there you occasionally. go. Occasionally, yeah. Get your vitamin D. You're you're good. <laughs> exactly. So so Josh, you revealed something really super special right before we started. You and your wonderful wife are potentially looking at becoming homeowners. Yeah, we're doing this process now where we are going like we're looking on Zillow and like this other website for looking at houses and I don't we're, think I've ever heard of Zillow. I've Zillow, heard of Zillow. Is, I know Zillow. Yeah, that that's where Married people go and people who are looking to <laughs> rent, and they you spend. Can, you can also use Zillow to look for apartments to rent. Exactly, but most that people use it for houses. And it takes a lot of time and a lot of energy, and you get in fights about what you want in a house, and it's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> no, it's actually been a lot of fun, and it's kind of fun to like explore like what exactly we want um it is scary though because like you're the whole time you're looking at these places you're like i will have to fix everything in this place i will have to pay for every repair <laughs> so, so there's su- suddenly there's no sudden, landlord to call when the water exactly who are you gonna call 
fucking nobody. I'm screwed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Some guy who's going to rip me off and make me and charge me way too much. That's who I'm going to call probably. Somebody. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that that's been fun actually and going to open houses and all that kind of stuff. But we just started the process. So we're not even that far into it. Um so, you know, if we do move it, it's probably months and months and months down the road. But but yeah, it, but it is something that you are considering doing and it's, Yeah, I mean, it's once exciting. you get to a certain size of an apartment, you're like, why are we paying this much a month when we could just buy a house for the same mortgage, like, monthly? So Yeah, no, and, and that makes complete sense. I don't blame you in the slightest for doing that. So good luck on the hunt, which I'm sure has been wonderfully stressful. So speaking of the, you know, homes, how's uh, your home, your new home? It's, it's only been a couple of months. Yeah, yes. it, it has been a couple of months. I, I like the place that I'm in. It is a good, it's a good fit. I finally have like artwork on the walls. If you Getting were following, a lived-in feel. If you follow me on Twitter, you may have seen that. Um, how, how are you doing on uh, keeping the clean, cleanliness of the place up? It's... Probably Fine. better than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I remember, you know, being single, living alone. Yep. It's easy to just let it all go to hell. Yeah, <laughs> because it's like, like I'm the only one here. Who don't cares? Need to worry about any. I will of this. say this: Rub's old room is immaculate. I, it because is because I don't ever, go there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just empty. Place. It's literally. I, th- just I, I think the last time we went there was to like get rid of the stuff you left in the closet after you left. Oh yeah, yeah. Didn't you like turn it into like I don't know like a gym type of like a place where you could like I, exercise I could, or? But I have a gym for that. He he actually goes to a gym. I actually go to a yeah, gym. I, I know, and it's but, like right down the street, so it's not yeah. even hard. For and it gets me outside. And uh, I don't. He may actually go and steal the air conditioning unit that was in that room. If I'm if I haven't left this apartment by summer, actually, even if I do leave the apartment uh, to to like, to like move somewhere else, I will probably still take that unit since it's new. It, it uh, is a good unit. It is, a, and it I is don't a good I don't see unit. anywhere in the contract that like no. There have to be the same number of AC units. No, those were here those were left there previously because when I yeah. like contacted the landlord when the one that I had broke, I was like, "Yo, were these provided by you guys or were these just left here?" And they're like, "Yep, those were just left there. You are on your own." I'm like, "Cool, all right, sweet." Cool. So I went out and bought a pretty nice air conditioning unit, or else I was gonna fry. And, and then I'll yeah. do with it as I see fit. And then you guys I live on like the California. fourth floor of an apartment. Yeah, it it, uh, <laughs> it's it, gets, it gets a little bit warm. It's an attic. Yeah, yeah. yeah the you, attic. you could say that. It is. It is that. It, it gets really cozy sometimes when the heating is just right, and the apartments below us are heating things, and so it's just like absolutely fine. But that happens, you know, <laughs> one day a year maybe. Yeah, and then the other times the furnace breaks, and then the furnace the has been pretty well behaved. Oh, that's it's been good. pretty this, mild. This winter. Winter it was so out far. for the yeah. first like month. Oh, good. And then, then I got around to asking about it, and they came and fixed it. Well, that's excellent. Yeah, you know. All right, so let's see if we remember how to do this because it has topics. been a while. We're gonna go into topics, and we're gonna start with William. Oh, good gravy! I know. <laughs> we do didn't even settle to... on what topics we wanted me to talk about. So I, I get, you, I get you to, I get to you pick gonna, and choose. You're gonna freeform it. We're gonna do like yeah. one or two topics from so, you. Some, probably some, some like two. freeform jazz. Okay, two, two, two. Topics. Sure. Okay, pick I can two save topics. Some of these. Do you, do you do want you, okay? Do you want like a light, fluffy one, or do you want one that actually requires like some is some it, talking? This is multiple choice. Um, I, I got the answer. Let's. Okay. We're gonna have our you know wholesome meal first, our nutrition. So give us our vegetables first. So give us okay. The, give the, you the, the, the meat and vegetables. I, I okay, would call I, I would call first. that the meaty topic though. Sure. Uh, well, hmm. I meant the good stuff first. We'll have our dessert later. But give us. <laughs> well, I mean that's that is literal fluff. That's like marshmallows. <laughs> fluff or nutter sandwich. Mm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, so something that's really interesting to me because my computer build has been aging and when I built it, it was pretty solid and even now it's still pretty solid. It gets done what I need it to. It's I have a, no it complaints. was a pretty tanky build if I remember it yeah. correctly. It, it, it was. I was a little sad because prices dropped kind of 
very soon after I built it, but you know, whatever. It was yeah, okay. I fine. still built it's it. It was fine. good. It was what you know. I'm fine. I'm not mad. I don't. I'm I don't, just disappointed. It's not, it's not you. Don't you. sound bitter at all. <laughs> I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. No. Um, Sounds but, about right. But now, you know, in, in the past couple of years, the the, the hot the hot you know items have been from like Nvidia and Intel. And Nvidia's uh, you know their GTX series is kind of the the target to hit in terms of performance, particularly like the ten. The, the you know the one thousand series the, the one thousand series the particularly um, in terms of the new price points that they had with the ten seventy yeah. and the ten eighty were astounding for the power that they provided indeed so and, and, and the we'll titan was kind that. of a silly thing and not many people really got those it was well, one of those well, you know so they just announced kind of the ten eighty ti it's true yes they just they literally just did this in what we believe to pretty much be in response to AMD putting well, we, out... We knew that uh, this was coming, though. Yeah, we, we knew... I mean, we yes, all we knew it was coming, that the, but the it's still... Ti was coming out. It's still, like, hey, AMD just dropped, basically, their new GPU and CPU line, mm-hmm. um, the Ryzen and the Vega. And these are... Like, everything about these is pretty astounding. You know, the performance... It's but beefy as, stuff. It's beefy stuff. It's like it is on par, if not better, than Intel stuff. And the other point is that the you know the price points that you know that Rob mentioned how they were hit, how uh, Intel was hitting good price points. AMD is undercutting them by a pretty significant margin, and so we're looking at an interesting new power struggle, which hadn't had kind of died down for the past couple of years. Because yeah, AMD, Intel, they go back and forth, but AMD had been kind of quiet for a while, and they're they're, they're coming out of uh, out of their corner swinging. They're, they're with, swinging with, with their new lines, and it, you know it's to the point that you know a lot of people are really hyped up. They're going, hey, you know, maybe it's time to go back to AMD. Whereas for a really long time, it'd be like, what what do you get? Well, Intel. You know, you go Intel. It's you know that's the hotness that the, you want. The problem that we're gonna run into, or that they're going to run into that with that is. The, the MOBOs that are or the MOBOs that are in computers right now, like yes. for me to make the switch, I would have to change out everything. I'd have to change out graphics card, processor, motherboard. Yeah, it's like I don't know like if uh, I don't know if my motherboard is compatible. I well, first of all, I don't know if my com- my motherboard is compatible with the high end Intel stuff, let alone the new things that are coming down the line. So, but, but wouldn't this be more likely for people who are getting wanting to build a new rig right now? I mean, I feel like if if I'm going into the market right now, like for example, I don't have a great computer. I I mean, for gaming and that kind of stuff, I don't have a sure. PC set up. So if I'm jumping in right now to buy a you know to build my rig, I, that's what this appeals to. I think. Yeah. No, um, and I, I totally agree with that. But for their missing a large part of the market already people like myself and people like william who for me i can swap out my graphics card without a problem i could switch my 970 out for a 1080 ti and not have to change my board yeah yeah i could i could stick with intel and get like a 1070 and be perfectly happy um almost certainly and you have what a 770 yeah i have a 770 that's the thing is that is one of the things that amuses me is a lot of people you know, they talk about the 1080, the what, you know, and they talk about how good it is, and they go, "Oh, a 770, it's a piece of, you know, you know, it's terrible." But they're talking about in comparison to the 1080. When you really mm-hmm. get at it, the 770 is perfectly adequate, unless you're talking about, you know, the most recently released AAA titles, and you want to play them at maximum settings and hit, you know, consistent, constant, you know, 60 FPS. Yeah, it's gonna probably chug at that point but i mean for everything else it's it is very very sufficient um, so answer me this question because uh you know i'm not a uh pc master race person here i i don't really game on pc what isn't that the issue though that we've always had uh, i mean has it ever been a case where you could swap between two different manufacturers like no Intel? you're you're right it has always been this problem if you choose one set normally you're going to be sticking with that one <laughs> set the thing that you run into is the fact that 
for a couple of years, Intel was just thrashing them. So mm-hmm. there really wasn't that big choice. There wasn't a comparison. If you wanted the performance, you went with an Intel set, particularly for processors. Yeah, um, and even and again, price point. You know, price point per, for performance. It was yeah. It was more buck. cost effective to get Intel pretty much across the board. And, and so we probably have a couple generations of computers here, like probably about what three or four years worth of mm-hmm. computer builds that have something been like that. Intel dominated. Um, which, yeah, I could see how that'd be an issue. But at the same time, that's almost like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, if you're not yeah. Intel. <laughs> and now it, it depends. Like maybe the new AMD stuff is going to be a, compatible with a pretty decent portion of the market. And we're, so we're going to have to see, uh, you know, when it comes out and the full specs. In fact, they may have actually, um, let's see, it's, I, I, I'm reading that they're not using... DD, uh, the, the Vega GPU isn't going to be using DDR5 memory. It's going to be using HVM2, which is high bandwidth memory. And so, we again, I'm not sure how that's going to impact compatibility with other components that people already have in their I builds. would have to look at board compatibility, which is always something that you need to look at whenever you're building a site, mm-hmm. whenever you're building a rig. And so sites like PC Part Picker are really great because they have built-in compatibility checks for I was going to say, that's what let me build my computer. And that's why people have been able to build things so much more easily, you know, in the past, you know, like five to ten years is because of sites like that. Whereas before that, it was sort of the Wild West where you, mm-hmm. you went, maybe it's compatible, and you had to spend a lot of time doing your research, and sometimes it wouldn't, it still wouldn't work, and you'd have to send yeah. parts back. And a hope. lot of it was, oh crap, I bought the wrong part. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> oh send crap, it back, and you part. wait, and yeah, you know, it takes a lot longer. Whereas I, I now feel you like can kind of. Or- I was in a very fortunate place because I used that as well, and when I built my computer, it worked, which was great. Yeah, exactly. I was like, so, oh, okay. I, the only things that you know got in the way of building it and it working were just user error with construction and having things you know plugged in properly, basically. I, I think. For the most part, I had stuff plugged in. For whatever reason, the OS install was just awful. I remember me. you had a terrible time with that. It was, it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Create, creating it's, a bootable ISO was was not the... Whereas, for some reason, I have no... I never have any trouble with that. You know, like, even... Like, just recently, I did a refresh on my operating system to reorganize and just make things better. And it was painless. Yeah, yeah. I'm not in the market for sure right now, but there was an announcement recently that makes me kind of think I might want to look at building a, a rig. Oculus Rift just uh, knocked off $200 off its price. What is yeah. that at now? It's uh, $600 now for the Oculus Rift and the touch controllers combined. Hmm. So Which... that puts it on par, pretty close yeah. to on par with everything else, including the PlayStation VR, which is kind of like considered the, you know, baby step into VR. So the fact that you could get an Oculus Rift now for six hundred bucks with the touch controllers, which makes it pretty awesome, um, is very tempting. Yeah, I, I I think that Oculus is trying to make its way back into the good graces of people with the missteps that it originally had. Um, I haven't tried an Oculus. I've tried the Vive, and I mm-hmm. liked it. I thought it was good. It felt responsive. Um, I didn't play too much in it. I did the Gaul thing, and I did the Portal Lab thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so I haven't played a ton, but it's it was a, a good time. I thought that it worked <laughs> The long. biggest thing is the touch controllers. Is uh, mm-hmm. What yeah. I've been reading and what everyone's been saying is that's what makes it better than all the rest are those controllers. Um, so if you don't have the Oculus Touch controllers, it doesn't really feel like a great deal because the Oculus isn't much better or worse than the View or anything like that. Um, the Vive, I mean. But uh, yeah, if once you add those controllers, it's like a whole new ball game. I just wanted to... I don't know why, but ball game to me was... Well, I mean, it was golf, right? I'm sure. Says <laughs> the guy who actually played baseball. <laughs> but you're talking just about playing golf. That's that's all. So, saying. do you want to give us your fluffy topic? Yeah, sure. The I mean, I've actually have a couple. I have a couple ones. But, give us um, a fluffy if one of. All the right. Fluffs. So let's see. We've found seven, seven. Oh, count yes, them seven. Oh, Earth-like sweet. planets yeah, that could support life. Yeah. 
Which is insane. That's like, normally we find one every so often. It was seven planets of varying sizes, all circling, mm-hmm. or orbiting, rather, the same star. Yeah, okay, so it's it's Earth-sized terrestrial planets, so that just means, like, similar to Earth, um, have been found, and they are orbiting an ultra-cool, which means, you know, it's got sunglasses on, an ultra-cool <laughs> dwarf star. It's the fun. It wears uh, a leather jacket. It, it wears a, yeah, it wears a, a leather jacket and listens to subterranean metal. Um, <laughs> Guys, the orbit stopped. Bang on the jukebox a couple times. <laughs> Forget, hey. about it. Forget about it. <laughs> but okay, so I don't actually know what a an old what classifies an ultra cool dwarf star, but it, you know it's it's still hot enough to support a solar system, so it's still pretty freaking hot. I guess it just means it's kind of cool in terms of like stellar terms. I, I would it's assume... actually a pretty big margins of difference between what our star is and what yeah. this is. Well we yeah. have a, it's a, a, lot, a yellow, lot smaller. What is it? A yellow it's not a yellow giant, it's a yellow it's just a yellow star. I think. Yeah, I can't remember the exact um, term. And when it go, gets super, goes supernova it'll turn into a red giant and whatever. But um yeah, no, it's it's just interesting because it's seven planets that are all orbiting the same Star, yeah, which thing, is did crazy. You see the the uh, proposal that Neil deGrasse Tyson had. I didn't actually. No, what's um, he said that because we found seven planets. Oh yes, I did circling see this. one star that mm-hmm. we should name them after the oh, seven dwarfs, the seven dwarfs and be, dwarf especially star. it's a dwarf. Oh, that's funny. A, a dwarf star, seven dwarfs. It makes sense. Yeah. But it's then, funny. But then the great response I saw is, "Oh no, we've gone to war with." Droopy. (laughs) 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 I mean, and Bashful. We've gone to war with Bashful. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, Bashful's stock market crashed today. (laughs) Well, it's like when you you go to Canada and you're trying to take their economic crisis seriously, if there is one, oh no, the toonie is down. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Thank you, Rob Williams, for that. We miss you. Um, Go on, Josh. Something else to keep in mind with this that I thought was really interesting is the fact that the way the orbits of uh, the planet are is that the was it the face one face one side of the planet is always facing the sun. On oh, orbits. it's tidally locked. Um, it's tidally locked. So you would have one side of the planet that was always dark and one side that was always light. Um, which Boy, the renderings it's... of these planets, uh, seeing how that affects the the just the atmosphere of the planet and like the the ice forming on it is really super interesting i don't know it just mm-hmm. that's yeah cool. i'm gonna be it's looking also... more into it uh, uh, absolutely uh, and the, what they were saying is um they we're waiting for the james webb space telescope yeah. in 2018 to like get a more detailed analysis of their atmospheres because that that's the problem is yes they could be earth-like but we don't know if their atmospheres are actually going to be sufficient and of the proper composition so it's like yay there might be oxygen but we don't know if that's enough you know it's it's not enough just to have oxygen yeah Yeah, they're all within the goldilocks zone but it does Mm -hmm. not mean necessarily that they all are uh atmospheric and also with them is since it is a smaller star they're all a lot closer to the star um and they're a lot closer together than our planets are so they're they're so close that it's almost like looking at the moon would be like looking at one of these planets. I was gonna, yeah, I was saying that another planet, but it's twice the size of the moon in the sky. Yeah, I mean, it's still far, far away, farther away than the moon is. But because yeah, it's such but they're so much bigger. Moon, I, I would, it would look like bigger than the moon. And I'm Earth. guessing uh. that because of their size and proximity, that they would have a similar effect that the moon would have in terms of gravitational. Uh, oh, probably on yeah. yeah tides and such. Speculating about what it would if there are you know if there's liquid on the surface and speculating yeah. you know what it would do to tides is kind of crazy because there's so many of them. Yeah, um, that would be real bonkers. But I mean, they're forty light years away, so yeah, they're still it's still kind of one of those us. things where if we don't have super crazy fast transport, <laughs> then you know we're kind of screwed. But yes. but but at the same time, you know, if you get high fractions of the speed of light, you don't really need to care if you are the person who's traveling because you kind of get there. And yeah, everybody who is on Earth is is way way older, but that's okay. 
because you know new planet but it's it's also interesting because we can view it so who knows what mm-hmm. we'll find once we actually get good that's, enough telescopes that's to the see other problem yeah uh, that is true so we could be seeing another life on there or anything like that um the, the last thing that i wanted to say about it, at least was uh hmm. one cool thing about them being so close to to each other and be able to see them in the sky is you could actually see the atmosphere if, if they are do have atmospheres oh you sure could actually yeah. see the weather patterns on the planet that you are next to yeah it's uh, like without, seeing so, weather planet uh, weather patterns on the earth from the moon <laughs> just the thought of that in my brain like be on the look like, up and seeing like a you know a giant uh say like, like oh it's snowy on droopy today <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, on droopy <laughs> drowsy is having a bit of a storm today yeah uh, be, i would love that that would be great i, f- I feel like oh, i mean Bashful okay it probably wouldn't the best weather ever right now it probably wouldn't happen this way but it'd be great if like technology evolved in such a way that it somehow kind of revolved around the fact that all of these planets could very well see each other easily yeah i, I don't yeah. know it, it would just be it would be it's, nice yeah it's a lot of cool thought experiments and just ideas and it, it's it's super interesting and i and it was a huge deal and it is a huge deal in the space community um it, it's it changes a lot because it just shows you how many planets there are out there that could sustain life we just found one that has seven planets. Uh, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, there's no telling what else we might find, and I, I just wish this was like the magic school bus because Miss Frizzle would be like, "And field trip, let's go." <laughs> FYI, let's see what's happening. It's coming back. Yeah, did it we, is. Did we talk about that? Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, I missed yeah. it. It's coming back. We hadn't talked about Netflix. It. Netflix I'm actually so optioned it, and they're uh, hiring the voice actors oh, and everything like that right now. That's so. I, oddly enough, I was walking. I was walking back today, and I was like, I want to play the Magic School Bus games. Oh yeah, for no dude. reason at all. Those even though fun. they're probably not as good as they are in my memory. You God, know that no. nostalgia thing going on. But I was like, I really want to play the you know Where's Miss Frizzle in the Solar System game. I, I and I, I wasn't even thinking about this article or the, you know this topic. That. I was just like, oh, I want to do that. I want to do that. That was a fun game when you were a kid. I, and I feel like if I streamed that, people would be like, "What are you smoking?" And I'd be I like, mean, "Don't worry, man. It's Miss Frizzle." People stream putt putt <laughs> goes to the, the zoo. Saves the zoo. Yeah, that's true. I Kate can, McKinnon. Oh, oh I can name. look up. He, mm, Speedrun.com. Has anybody? Not right now. <laughs> no, not right now. Stay on target. Magic. Stay focused. School. <laughs> He's doing it. We're, we can't stop it, apparently. Uh, no, no, we no, can't. Just so you know, no Kate McKinnon Don't from Saturday Night Live has now. been casted as Miss Frizzle. There you go. Hmm. Games. Yes. We should move on to our other topics. Yes. Uh, while William goes down while he's the rabbit hole. Google hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so speaking of games and speedruns, there's a game yes. that I kind of knew how to speedrun. And by kind of new, I mean I learned it and then never really actually did it. But I Which knew means how you to were talk. better than like 95% at least of the population. But I knew how to talk about it. And that game yes, you did. is called Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight is amazing. It is one of my favorite games of all time. If you have not played it and you enjoy uh, 2D uh, kind of Mega Man, Metroid platformers. It it, it is essentially uh, medieval Mega Man. So good. I've actually been thinking about picking it up again. I've I've been eyeing that that USB controller you left, and I'd be like, well, someday. To go along with that, there are some good reasons that you should get back into that. Uh, first being the Plague of Shadows uh, DLC came out was awesome. It was really, really solid. Um, coming out soon is the Spectre of Torment, which is the new DLC that's going to be coming out. Um, which is so Plague was where you got to play as Plague Knight, who's one of the bosses in the original mm-hmm. Shuffle Knight run, and Spectre uh, Spectre Knight is the next playable character that you're getting to play as, and it looks like it's going to be really good. It I looks feel like awesome. they missed an opportunity to call him Night Night. <laughs> night Night. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yes. Um, yes. But the company that actually makes this game is a company called Yacht Club Games. And I've had the, the wonderful fortune of you know speaking with some of the people um, during the games on quick events. And we've corresponded on Twitter a couple of times. They're always really interactive with their fans. They really care about their community. And they're just 
good people, which is something that I've really liked about it, is they, they are just people that I would want to actually know and talk to and be friends with. Um, they actually streamed on uh, twitch.tv slash mintpotion. Uh, Jake, uh, what's Jake's last name? Kaufman. Jake Kaufman, who is the composer of the Shovel Knight music, they That's streamed cool. his creation process of one of the new tracks of uh, Spectre Knight. And they've done Neat. this as well uh, with uh, some pixel art stuff where they're actually showing renderings and how they're doing character modeling and things like that. And the fact that they want to involve the community with their creation process so much, I've really, really enjoyed and I think is absolutely fantastic. One other thing that they are releasing is a mode of the game that they are calling Body Swap. And Body Swap is something that they had announced via the Kickstarter as a plan um, where they were going to give you the option to kind of switch between characters. But they said, you know what? We looked at all of the characters that we had in our game. And we came to the conclusion that we, like many developers, fell into the trope where the majority of our characters are male. They don't really have any female characters in the game. The only ones are really, or that are major ones at least, are the Enchantress and Shield Knight, who is your companion that you really care about and like is driving the entire story of this game. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that's not good. We can do better than that. So originally, they were going to have just what they called gender swap. And what that was going to be was that all the male characters would become female and all the female characters would become male. But when they talked about that internally and a little bit outside of it, they realized that they can do a whole lot more than just a a one-for-one swap. You know, Mm -hmm. know, I, I want this to be opposite of what it was. So what they have done is they actually, for every single character of the the main characters, so uh, Shield Knight, Shovel Knight, Enchantress, Black Knight, and all of the Knights of the Order of No Quarter, so the main villains, each of them has a gender opposite that can be controlled at will. You can turn either one on to male or on to female and do a playthrough with the entire thing, and all the pronouns in the game will properly switch. For example, there are dream sequences that happen in the game where Shovel Knight is having to fight off enemies and is uh, saving a falling Shield Knight. In this, uh, traditionally, it would flash at the beginning of the dream, save her. With the switch, it becomes save him. And they released this on Polygon, and they, they kind of showed off a lot of the character models. And they tried to keep as much of it true as they could to the original models while still making them distinct. So they had a couple of guidelines that they really wanted to stick to. Body swaps should be exactly as gendered as the original character. For instance, mm-hmm. it's really difficult to tell that Plague Knight uh, is male in the first place. Therefore, Plague Knight's female body should be a little tough to tell as well. Meanwhile... A handsome character like Propeller Knight uh, could have a sexier female version, and the design should be balanced for their counterparts. Next one is characters shouldn't look like they are cross-dressing, i.e. putting Shovel Knight in a dress. The outfit should look natural and not, quote, another version. Body swaps should match the existing personality of the characters exactly. After all, the dialogue would be the same, and the boss battles and mannerisms uh, would also be the same with the characters. Gameplay had to remain identical with the same hitboxes. Characters should be differentiable in pixel art, which, of course, makes sense considering that the game is pixel art. The game is pixel art. (laughs) And, of course, both versions should look equally as cool. So I like that's a stipulation. <laughs> Equally as cool. And I, I love that. And I, I love that Yacht Club is taking the time to really say, you know what? We as a company can do better. We as a company can make this, this character look amazing. We are going to make Queen Knight look just as cool as King Knight. We're going to make sure that that actually happens. Yeah, I'm going through some of the art right now, actually. I'm looking at that Polygon article, and there's 
a lot of work here. And not only is it a lot of work to do all the different sprite animations for all the different characters, but it also the fact that they actually did go through and redo all the dialogue, all that kind of stuff to make it correct, um, shows that they're not just putting a bunch of new skins onto the game. Is this paid content? Is this just an no, update? No, this is just an update. All the DLC for That's Shovel awesome. Knight is just there. So yeah, the fact that they did all this work to to make the game like this, and not like it's kind of easy to think, oh, all they did was just add different pixel art. But really, especially having the whole mechanic where you change, you can change it on the fly on like you know the genders of all the characters. That's a whole mechanic that they had to add in there. It's not like that was pre-built into the game where you could just you know find that menu and switch it. Like that, they had to build all that out, do all that work. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I think it's it's very very cool. Um, the Spectre DLC is going to be coming out, I believe, exclusively to the Nintendo Switch, which launches in two days. Uh, and I did not buy one, and now I'm really regretting it because I. I also play. did not buy one. I re- I'm going to buy a Switch, and now I want to buy one sooner because I want to play this DLC. Um, well, good luck <laughs> buying one when there's none, none to be had, probably. Right. Um, but I, I, I'm really, really excited to see what else Yacht Club does. And I, I cannot give them enough props for just continually being an awesome, awesome company and just being awesome people. So that, yeah, that was my, my first, like, yay, exciting thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as I was also talking about, the Switch is coming out on the 3rd. It's coming out, uh, is that right? The 3rd? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, March 3rd. Um, and I- I've been seeing mixed reviews about it. I don't know. Well, there's like, there's a lot of good, but then there's some caveats to it, and it's like, it's like all these good things, but then the battery life is only this, and the... We're it's all, really it's sure. all these good things, but then it's a Nintendo thing, so of course it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily. You know, say I have some thoughts on the Switch. I, not all positive. <laughs> There's okay. a reason why I haven't bought it yet, yes. and that's because I'd like Same to here. wait. Um, well, first off, the positive. Uh, the positive that I see about this system is it's Nintendo trying to and maybe succeeding in, uh, you know, having their cake and eating it too. Because they have the same appeal that the Wii had, original Wii, with the two motion controllers that come mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, they're the like, hey, this is a gimmick, but... and But it's, you don't, it's a gimmick that works. You don't yeah. need the yeah. motion bar. No, it's you true. So yeah, it, exactly. It, you don't need all these stupid peripherals, and it's less gimmicky than it than the Wii is. But it still has the party game mentality of the Wii mm-hmm. by having mm-hmm. these controllers built... It, like having these controllers come with it, it being a main focus of it, these motion controllers are important to the Wii, especially if we want to see it have a mainstream appeal like the Wii. The, I'm sorry, the Switch having these motion controllers right. is important. Yeah. It's yeah. just sure. like it the, the, the Joy Cons, as they're calling them, for the <laughs> yes, Switch are, are, are important. But what I think it's, is really nice is that it doesn't seem like games will have to gimp themselves by having to include the motion control gimmick the way that the like with the Wiimote and and all of that the sensor bar you kind of had to to make the game work properly but with this it's a it's you know you can treat it like a normal controller and it's okay and that's where I'm talking about having the cake and eating it too because the fact that those joy cons are also able to form into a regular controller that is more traditional especially for modern controllers as far as the button layouts how many buttons they have yeah the the traditional quote-unquote dual stick layout Exactly. Yeah. So the fact that they can do that with this, and it comes in the box as well, you don't have to buy a pro controller or anything like that. I was going to say, like I think it's, um, and they said it was Windows, like, com- it is compatible with computers out of the box from what I've from what I've heard. So, so even better than that, it can be used as a quote-unquote cross-platform controller. Yeah, I, but, I mean, in the end, I think it's more important the fact that it's just a regular controller that regular Absolutely. gamers yeah. will want to use for their games. So that's what I mean. So it's nice that they're doing that. It, mm-hmm. But in the mobility factor, the fact that you can, you know, take it off the dock and play it mobily and, is and cool as well. And apparently the mobile part of it actually feels pretty good. Like it's not too heavy. I, I would it's think not it too would awkward. And having that screen there, you can you can focus on it. It, it reminds me a lot of a a really 
high res game gear. I was going to say like a game gear. Yeah, game my, my, gear. I, I was, and I was going to say for anybody who's like who's in the generation that had the game gear, if it's if it's anything, if it's going to be better than that, and like ref, if it's going to be a refined game gear, then there's going to be a lot of people who love that because and the game gear also had yeah. terrible battery life. And you oh, had to it have was like <laughs> what was it like? I was going to say a ridiculous number of double A's, and yeah, yep. it would last like 15 hours, but still for six double A's, that's insanely bad. The good thing about those six double A's, though, it made the the system feel really hefty and like it was yeah. really like a brick. <laughs> if you wanted to protect yourself, oh yeah, you, you weren't going to lose that. To do so. Yeah. literally had a brick in your pocket if you yeah. had the, the game um so no, the, no wonder the kids are in good shape that i'm seeing but the problem is i got a feeling this could go the way of the wii u um with we the fact not. that it's not intuitive th- from looking at it when i look at the wii or the switch it's it it just looks confusing like i mean not to me but like i'm trying to think it, of it like it could be could you take the wii to a friend's house or to like you know the, the the family reunion or the christmas you know time take it hook it up at your grandparents house and could everyone figure it out but i don't but think I, it has that appeal but i think that they needed to make it quote-unquote more hardcore to bring no, I that, that audience back so while they do have that trade-off i think it's for a good reason and I'm actually kind of happy that they did. The The main gripe that I have is it's yet again a console launch from Nintendo that has an incredibly weak launch lineup. It's true. Like, yeah, I mean, yes, they have Breath of the Wild. Yes, but you they have, have Breath of the Wild, as I predicted, on the Wii U. It's true, so and no we're all worried about that. And, and a lot of people are <laughs> no like... No reason to switch. From, from my <laughs> understanding... I hate you. From my <laughs> understanding, it... It, it, it isn't a giant difference in quality between the two. There is may, going may, to be a difference. Maybe then the most appealing thing on the Switch is ukulele. And again, that's on ukulele, other consoles as well. Yeah, ukulele looks and like so it's And so there's, really no, um, there's no reason to, to get the Switch just for ukulele. So there's no real... There is going to be what is it, the Mario game? Uh, multiplayer first for Stardew Valley, which okay. a lot of people are excited for. That that is a reason. Maybe Mar and then the the Mario game, maybe. Yeah, whatever the the Mario game. Whatever I is. can't even remember what that's called. You know, what? I'm actually looking at the uh, the controller again, and I've decided that I'm not sure how to feel about. Um, okay, so like when I pick up an Xbox controller, the thumbsticks are offset from the buttons. They're not directly underneath or over. And these the, are, yeah. the D-pad and the buttons, and I'm looking at the the controller uh, the controller for the the switch, and it's a direct inline, and I don't yeah. actually know how to feel about that. I, I got feeling I'm worried it's not going to be a huge deal. I um, feel like they would have would have paid attention to that. It's just it's something to think about. Well, they're stuck with the fact that they have to be standalone controllers as well as a combined controller. Right, so, but like, I mean, they, in, instead of making them vertical sticks the way they have, they mm-hmm. could have made them wings. True, true. Uh, we'll, we'll have to we'll see, see what happens. actually occurs, Pants but yeah, the, the mix is there. Um, the last topic that I'm going to talk about or that we are going to talk about this week because we are running up against our normal time frame um, <laughs> I'm going to enlist the help of Josh because okay. I have not actually played this I've only watched it and it makes me really really want to play it and that is Horizon Zero Dawn and yeah Horizon Zero Dawn it's not the easiest no, name it's, it's not the not, most memorable name it's not. I almost I almost missed out on this game I almost did not even know this I was didn't, a big deal. I did not know it existed until other people were hype about it I knew it exactly. existed because Yesterday. I watched the PlayStation event where they announced it and I was like holy shit this game looks incredible wait but wasn't that like a year ago yeah and it looked yeah, incredible yeah I totally forgot about it it looked okay. incredible then so explain okay. to me why I should get it so, the whole idea or the the feel to well, the you game. You can't, by the way. But go ahead. Wait, why can't I? PlayStation Four exclusive. Um, Josh, I think you might have missed the boat on this, but um, Rob got me a PS Four. Hey, <laughs> I didn't know this. Christmas <laughs> You're not friends with me on if, what? 
You're not my friend. I'm I'm a closet case. Okay, get off no, my back. Okay, I feel I feel. I have one game lie. for it. I have the <laughs> only game that it came with. I don't a, make I'm a, money, I'm a so nerd I can't scorned. buy. I'm I just can't, saying. I can't buy things. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, it, continue. It Rob, reminds sorry. me a lot of the feel of a Far Cry game. You know, and it has that kind of open world, explore, quest, collectible, craft feel to it. Um, But from my understanding and from what I've seen, it feels a lot more flushed out. And it doesn't feel necessarily as repetitive as the Far Cry games do. And the individual characters, even like the more minor ones, feel like they have a lot more to them than you would necessarily see from the individual characters of a Far Cry game. And from what I've seen of the story, I'm really blown away by the intricacies of what they have done. It's a gorgeous game. The storytelling is fantastic. The voice acting is very, very good. That's not something that I would really ever expect from... Well, the the voice acting in Far Cry was pretty well, good for the main from, yeah but this isn't from, from Far Cry big people. this is from kill zone people yeah you know what i mean this is yeah. the, the pedigree of this you know house is not exactly that high in my opinion that, that's where i'm coming from yeah people enjoy the kill zone games but yeah i'm not I, i'm I not saying that they're bad i'm just saying you know not necessarily hey you know cinematic quality kind of thing yeah they they really have upped their game uh yeah, so Gorilla hey. Games is who makes it, and the, yeah, their pedigree so far has been pretty much all the kill zones, and I think they had one other type of game, but I can't remember what the hell it was. Um, but uh, okay, so my limited playtime with it because I just got a couple days ago and I only gotten a couple hours with the game um, is that it reminds me of the world itself, like the the depth of the world reminds me of like. I would maybe less so kills or not kills them, but uh, Far Cry, but maybe more like Skyrim, as far as like okay. th- this open vast world that it's, you can explore. It looks huge. It like, is. It's pretty map. huge. It just looks gigantic. And it does. It, it reminds me of Oblivion and those type of games because you can just start wandering in the wilderness and keep on going. And like it's not. It doesn't feel like you're just running into like civilization after civilization type of thing, like Killzone or not Killzone, like a uh, um, Far Cry did. But with that said, it also feels a lot, as far as the storytelling, the cinematic part of the game, like a Last of Us or a you know a game like that, like an Uncharted Last of Us, mm-hmm. where it's scripted. It feels like there is a plot there that you're supposed to follow, but it still manages to feel open like a Skyrim, which is really impressive because <laughs> yeah. there's a reason why I never finish a Skyrim game is because I don't feel like the story is all that compelling i'm i'm more blown away by the world and less by the story about the main plot yeah whereas this feels like the plot is like just driving it and it is super unique i have never seen a world like this before i haven't seen it in like fiction as far as like the idea of a civilization like a post post apocalyptic world where the machines are still around and they're still like causing havoc and like trying to figure out why that is and what happened and so, all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I haven't seen the very opening. I, I've managed, with all the people that I've watched on Twitch, <laughs> I've always managed just, just missed it. To, to miss the first part. So, and William, forgive me if this is a spoiler for you. Um, oh, and man. audience, forgive me if this is a spoiler for you. It's the beginning of the game. Don't worry about it. Um, well, I'm, I, I don't know. Is it established that this is Earth? Yes, it is okay. established right from the get-go. Great. Oh, so see, then I don't think it's that much of a spoiler. That's like if it's, if it's established sure from about. the get-go, then eh. Well, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, it is pretty obvious from the get-go. Like, they don't try to make it look like it's not Earth. It, it could, you're, you're right, it could not be Earth. But we're, we're seeing skyscrapers that look just like our skyscrapers. We're okay. seeing bits of technology are just like our technology. So it doesn't feel like, so, it feels like a future Earth that crumbled, right. not current So th- there are parts of the game where you actually see a lot of information about, hey, this is actually Earth. Like, they talk about uh, an, an event that happens in Duluth, I believe, at one point, yes. if, you fa- if you find that particular part. There's a, yeah. a part that you find when you're exploring where you find the ruins of the chapel on the Air Force Academy in Colorado. Nice. Okay. So... 
I haven't seen that part yet. You're, um, uh, spoilers, you're in Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, no, it, it's, it's pretty that, obvious that, that part, it's Earth. So. In, unless you uh, know no, what it's, it is a very descript building. So if you know what the building is, if you've been there, if you if yeah. you know that that's what that is, then you're like, oh my god, this is where I am. But not everyone knows that. So I, I still think that it's it, it helps put you in place. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that they reveal it to you is really cool. I'm not going to spoil that to you. Um, okay. But that's also maybe 10 hours into the game, I want to say. Oh, yeah, um, I'm nowhere close. I'm, I'm probably like a, an hour and a half to two hours in right now. Yeah. Um, so there, there's... They did do something interesting, though. They the, the way that they introduce you to the story and to the world and to the main character even is uh, they did what uh, Fallout did um, where you start out as a kid exploring the area like in like As so a wee babble exactly so you're you're a young alo or i always forget aloy. how to say your name aloy sorry you're a young aloy and uh, exploring some ruins and like try and get in your bearings that way and that's where you get your little piece of technology that you find in a cave that makes you special compared to everyone else that's what gives you the hud so that's how you can see certain things that make you kind of like more powerful than the rest of civilization because uh, you stole some civil you know some ancient technology so yeah there's some cool check stuff. it out it's awesome it doesn't feel bleak either which i love it, like it i can't so i can't play rich. fallout i can't play fallout for a very long time because i just get i feel like icky <laughs> like i just feel like oh man yeah. everything's so down and ugly and just uh, depressing and same thing with even like last of us has very few like light moments it's really just that relationship between those two characters that make that game doable for me as far as like playing for long periods of time with this game though just exploring the world it's just so beautiful you're just like i want to be here <laughs> yeah it, it is lush and rich and gorgeous and and just all kinds of wonderful so i i am a big fan of it i'm going to be picking it up myself even though i've seen a lot of the intro and or a lot of the like beginning story i still want to mm-hmm. play this and, and it seems like the combat mechanics are pretty good and they feel Th- pretty that's intuitive. what reminds me of uh far cry is it actually feels fun like the, me- the mechanics feel fun it has more of a, a a fighting mechanic than any open world game i played before where it actually feels like you have skill involved in it not just like hey i topped out this tech tree so therefore i hit things really hard and they die now um which is nice which is i i agree i think a a very very key and an excellent point um are there any other games that either you are really excited for having just come out or coming out in the near future that you i mean ukulele like that's, yeah ukulele. yeah that's so fine that's pretty out. it <laughs> yeah um I finished uh, Watch Dogs 2, uh, and that game was fun. I wasn't even on my radar at all. I, I, no, I, I watched this latest, it, and it was a fun game to watch. Was it better it, it, than Watch Dogs 1? Yes. Or Watch underscore Dogs or whatever? It, yeah, it, Watch Dogs 1 was boring. It was a fun world, but it was a boring story. The main character was no personality. This game has all the personality built into it. Like, if if you've ever seen the movie Hackers... And how yeah, cheesy okay. it is, and how over the top. I love and how, it. Like, yeah. It, so they they just embraced the cheese and went with it. They embraced that, but at the same time, they they got a lot of the lingo correct as far as like technology goes. But it's over the top, so it's still fun. But for it example, was, but it wasn't like throwing jargon around for the sake of throwing jargon around. No, no. Okay, but okay. It, it actually felt like you're hanging out with some kids who knew technology really well, but the world itself was extreme so like hey there's a night rider car that you go steal <laughs> yeah. i did see that i did out. see that scene you very briefly night rider uh, car and then you like make it into an autonomous car for real and then you drive it around the city with like and like go on an epic police chase with this night rider car remote controlling it well um, and, and i i love the way that they explain in that game how the botnet that they're establishing actually mm-hmm. becomes a botnet because the, I see what you mean. the entire way that you gain new abilities in the game is that you are trying to get the masses to install your group's application on their mobile mm-hmm. device. 
so you're, you're making a zombie net. Yeah, okay, they're, yeah, making, yeah, okay, they're making okay, a zombie sense. net, exactly. So the more installs you have of your application, the more abilities you as a person in the organization have. And I thought that was really cool. I like that they built that in as a mechanic to, hey, here's how you actually gain all of this stuff. And this is why we have this massive botnet, because you're doing all these cool things, people are installing it, and then they're like, yeah, I want to be a part of that. So I thought that was And they, Yeah, they, they play on all the technology fears out there, like oh, yeah, the, totally. the, home, the home of things. Like, what does that mean? Like, you go terrorize someone because they have a whole bunch of smart devices in their house that are all connected. Um, stuff like that, you know. It, it, it does a really good job of making those things extreme enough where they're interesting, but they're still close enough to home where they feel relevant. Um, so if you haven't played that game, it's probably cheap now because it's been out for a while. They just Check released new DLC too. Yeah, I haven't. I, I, I'm so against DLC that I have never. I haven't <laughs> downloaded DLC in such a long time. I just keep on saying like, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Shovel Knight but has really free should. DLC. Just saying. That's different. <laughs> That's just them being awesome. All right. Anything else, Will? Mm, no, I think that pretty much covers it. All right. Well, I thank think. you both for joining me. We're going to try and be better about this. I think that we can we can try and hold ourselves to that. Um, but it was a pleasure, as always, gentlemen. And, of course, GG. GG. Gaga. Yeah. We yeah. all knew it was coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I had to. Yeah. You didn't have to. You chose to. I had to. Ha, 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 ha.